The Global League of Women with Lisa Carmen Wang. Hey everyone, today I have a little bonus holiday episode for you. I hope you're taking this time to rest, relax, and really celebrate yourself for all the hard work you've done this past year. One of the things that I and I think a lot of us don't do enough of is call our parents or thank our parents for the things that they've done for us, the lessons we've learned from them, good or bad. I have spoken and trained enough leaders, entrepreneurs, and executives to know that every one of us, no matter how successful or powerful we are on the outside, we all have a child inside of us that just craves love, validation, and acceptance from the people who gave us life. And a lot of who we are in romantic relationships is directly correlated to the relationships we had or didn't have with our parents. So today's episode was inspired by an unusually progressive gift that was given to me by my immigrant parents on Christmas Day. And I wanted to share it with you because I learned something really important about what I or really any of us can do for the people we love most. After I share this story, I have a special guest who joins me to discuss this gift, and I can't wait to hear what you think about it. Lisa, it's your turn. My mom hands me my Christmas present, a flat envelope. Here, she says, from your dad and me. I love receiving gifts and envelopes. It almost always means I'll be getting an experience to redeem, some directly translatable monetary value, or at the very least, a handwritten card. I love words. Versus another candle, sweater, or bath salt. I open up the envelope and take out a card that reads, Life is beautiful. Let's keep it going. Love, Mom and Dad. And tucked neatly inside the card, A blank check! I exclaim, somewhat confused, thinking that this means my parents are investing in my startup. My brother's eyes widen. Are you serious? A blank check? What does that even mean? For you to freeze your eggs, my parents say proudly. My brother giggles and I roll my eyes. Seriously? Over the past year, every time I've come home for dinner with my family, I always get the inevitable, dreaded questions. Do you have a boyfriend yet? Followed by not-so-subtle comments like, it would be so nice to have a baby in the family. Or, all the good ones are getting snatched up. Or even more painfully from my grandma, I hope I get to go to your wedding. You don't have to be so picky. You know, I don't have too much time left. I'm the older child, and the guilt can be, at times, too much to bear. But even then, I've managed to stay strong and stay true to myself the difficulty of which cannot be overstated. And of course, it's not just my own family. It's the omnipresent reminder in my news feeds, in my friends' conversations, in the magazines, as every woman in my age bracket is either getting hitched, trying to convince a man to get hitched, bragging about getting hitched, scared of being single and complaining she'll never get hitched, or popping out babies, even though it's clear that Chad is still a douchebag and Ashley is still insecure. 
Don't get me wrong. I love my friends who have gotten hitched, and no one loves a good open bar at weddings more than me. But what I'm fighting against is the expectation that this is the right way for every woman. Because even in 2019, there is an underlying implication that the woman who does not choose the right path by the right time is sad, lonely, single, barren, unwanted, unlovable. However, a man choosing to prioritize his career, well, he's simply doing that. Prioritizing his career. Good boy. A couple months ago, I called my mom crying. The type of sad, frustrated cry that can only be invoked by misplaced romantic woes. Through tears and sniffling, I said exasperatedly, Every time I'm in a relationship, I'm less happy than when I'm single. And it was true. I knew this because upon reflecting on all of my past relationships, even the good ones, I have always felt lighter, freer, after the relationship ended. And the contrast would often be so strong that I would look back bafflingly and wonder how I let myself get dragged so far down in the first place. Some may say it's because I didn't find the one. And they may be partially right, although even the concept of the one is highly questionable. But the bigger, more troublesome part of it was who I became in those relationships. I learned to make myself small in order to make a man feel big. I started to sacrifice my time, subtly give a little bit here and a little bit there to make him feel comfortable, taming my enthusiasm, talking less about my work, giving up my own needs. And it would create a dynamic in which I began to feel resentful, but still be afraid to break things off because, well, it's always better to be in a relationship, right? Right? On the phone between tears, I gave my mom an impassioned case to the contrary, building up the evidence to support my stance, bracing myself against the inevitable, dreaded onslaught of critique against my singledom that I knew I would receive. I listed off my ex-boyfriends, all of whom she had disliked. The low-value behavior I had exhibited... She always told me I fell too hard, too fast. And the way those relationships ended. Bad communication, immaturity, and cowardice. On his part. She was silent for a moment, and I braced myself. When my mom finally spoke, she said, I think you need to do what makes you happy. She paused and then gave me the biggest blessing I never knew I needed. If you don't find someone who makes you happy then you don't have to get married. The most important thing is to be happy. I was blown away. To hear a parent openly, explicitly, tell you to just focus on your own happiness after a lifetime of latent fear that you are somehow letting them down by being yourself is a liberation unlike any other. Of course, she then told me that it was important to freeze my eggs because you may want to have kids. Informing me of how Lucy Liu apparently birthed a son from a frozen egg without a husband, yay for inclusive Hollywood representation. 
While I still have no desire to have kids anytime in the immediate future, this suggestion I could tell was coming from a place of preemptive motherly wisdom. The most important thing was, I was finally free. Free to focus on my dreams, my goals, my timeline, with the blessing of my parents. Let me remind you, for a woman, this sort of freedom is still rare. There's a painfully poignant quote I saw the other day that said, A lot of parents will do anything for their kids, except let them be themselves. I found this to be ironically funny because of how true we all know this to be. How deeply well-intentioned parental love and expectation can drive fear into our hearts, manifested in those critical moments when we must decide whether or not to go after an impractical dream or walk down an untraditional path. And so, when my mother gave me her blessing, it wasn't merely that I felt the fear of singledom slide off my body. It was the ecstatic feeling of pure liberation. When I walked outside and felt that the entire sky parted and I finally saw the sun for the first time in my life. The fact that I was no longer beholden to a traditional female path and relationship timeline suddenly meant that the massive baggage of male validation was lifted. I no longer cared if the guy to the left of me thought I was a bitch because I was direct. I no longer cared if the guy to the right of me thought I was selfish because I was ambitious. I no longer cared if the guy in front of me thought I was a slut because I wore the clothes that made me feel sexy. And I most certainly no longer cared if the guy behind me was an insecure twat because I didn't validate him the way he wanted me to. I was my own person. I was whole, without his permission, without his validation, because there was no longer any part of my identity that hinged upon needing a man to put a ring on my finger. My male advisor once imparted this wisdom to me. He said, Men get married when they want. Women get married when they can. And I had just been given the ultimate male freedom one that so many men take for granted, the ability to prioritize myself and my career and to get married when or if I want to on my terms. So this Christmas, when my parents handed me the blank check to freeze my eggs, I realized that this was not the tired, old, veiled insistence for me to find a man and get married. It was the greatest gift I could have ever received. It was a gift of acceptance. It was a gift of freedom. The freedom to be fully and authentically me. And that is the greatest gift you can give to anyone you love. It's okay, Dad. Thanks, Mom. You're welcome. It's okay. It's okay. So today, special treat because I actually read that uh, with my mom in the room and I'm home for Christmas and um, mom say hi hello <laughs> hi. <laughs> um, so 
my mom, this is a really difficult thing for my mom to do because um, she's never spoken in public before. English is not her first language, Chinese is. So I think, mom, you're really brave to do this. Um, and I just wanted to say thank you for giving me this gift this Christmas. Yeah, welcome. Okay, so I hope you like it, so I like. Okay, always uh, you happy, I'm happy. Always like that. So I don't know what, what can I say. I just think just give you freedom, just make you happy. And uh, when you give this one, just so many, I think a few years ago, I have this idea for this one, frozen your egg. So you can you can free, you can do whatever you want. So I, I'm not really want you need to have the kids. But I always think when you get older and uh, or something happened, you don't marry or something, but later, like Lucy Liu. So if that time you want the kids, you still have a chance. I don't want you have any regret. Just like that. I, just a simple thing for me. Yeah, I did think. So I don't know how to say that. So <laughs> I'm not good. Okay. <laughs> um, what What did you think about some of my ex-boyfriends? <laughs> oh, I think they are nice, but I just think they don't understand you. Mm. Yeah, so I always say, if the people don't understand you, you don't understand each other, that's not good. Definitely, you cannot last longer. Something just always, you understand each other, you can support each other, you can take care of each other. Otherwise, that's not good marriage. Yeah. What were you thinking when you were, you know, writing that or giving me that gift? What did dad say? <laughs> yeah, first I just, I just talked daddy, I say, she just he just asked me so what kind of gift should I give Lisa? I said I already think this thing so many so long time. How about this? We just give give her the the frozen fro, frozen egg. <laughs> we pay that. We cover that the cost. Okay, give this gift. So I said okay. So what need is writing write what like for the gift card. So Daddy said I have the idea. So okay, <laughs> say life is beautiful, and. Uh, life is going on, something like that. I said, wow, that's just nice, okay. So that daddy daddy wrote, wrote that sentence, I think that is nice, that's so awesome. Yes, it's like that, yeah. 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 Did you used to hope that I would get married or is that recently? Definitely, I hope you get married. <laughs> you have someone, you know, like, a, because both like a, your dad and me, we are very nice, couple very good company okay so you can take take care of each other okay that's i really want you have someone take care of you you can take care of him that's a good life okay that's really i really want so i think i believe you will have you are so nice you're smarter <laughs> you're beautiful you're nice you take care of people i think you understand people but sometimes you just find some people just the people really understand you you are different right now you entrepreneur you are like people say you are strong or something yeah I know your career yes right now you're strong but you are 
full of life. I know you know how to live. You know you take care of people. I know you take care of me, take care of your brother. So you're so nice. But so many many guys they don't they don't see that side. So they take time. So the people the men will be definitely will one man will fit you. Okay. What do you think they don't understand about me? They don't have a patient. Mm. Yeah. I think they don't have patient. There's some like the because it's not it's not right men fit you right now. If you have someone is fit you, they have patient. Yeah, take a time to know each other. Yeah, then understand each other, tolerate each other. Always the people is not always the perfect. Everyone have some weakness. Yeah, have something it's not that good. Yeah, but they should take care. They just like that. Okay, <laughs> you know. What have you learned about the um, about marriage? As since you and Dad have been married for how many years? Thirty thirty-five years. Thirty-five years. Mm-hmm. So, what have you learned about maintaining a marriage over thirty-five years? <laughs> <laughs> So, so you know, we we I know we like so many years we we have some fighting. You know, you say it rather, but that fighting, so something like argue or something, right? But how to say it's not the principal mistake or something. You know, because we have kids, we want the the kids the. Growing in a good environment, like so, the happy family. So that's we always the to how to say that to stick together, stay together, and uh, the tolerate each other. And uh, we will after that we will talk about what is going on, what is happening with this fighting. Okay, just find the what is wrong that thing. So we just always the positive to go to the get solution there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what do you hope for Jordan? How my brother, my mm-hmm. younger brother. So, what kind of different expectations did you have for me versus for Jordan? One, because he's younger, second mm-hmm. child, and a boy. So same thing. Just happy. That is so real. So, so important thing. Yeah. So I also I see so many. Family goes through he goes through like this marriage, so since it's not happy, so your life quality is not good. Why? Why do that? So, just <laughs> I I just so simple. Just say, always want the the family members happy and uh, so like uh, for me, I'm the like the stay home. I'm not work. My my responsibility just to create this. Happy environment, mm. make everyone happy. Yeah. yeah, that's that's make everyone everyone happy. I'm happy, just like that. Yeah, yeah. So for the listeners, my parents came over from China. They mm-hmm. immigrated thirty mm-hmm. plus years ago, and then yes. I was born. Yes, they didn't speak any English when they arrived, and I grew up in a predominantly white. Community in mm-hmm. Madison, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. Chicago, and then summer. we moved to Chicago. But when you initially came, um, mm-hmm. you—I know you were working for a little bit. 
Do you ever miss work or do you feel like you're really fulfilled doing, you know, taking care of the home and with me and Jordan? I, I feel I'm so lucky I can have this chance to, to take care of the family because the, like your dad is work hard, can support the, like for the financial support of the family so I can stay home to do it. So I, I, I always say I'm so happy <laughs> having this kind of family, having these two kids, like smart kids, healthy kids. And a nice kid, yes. So what, I always, always talk to people. Say, I'm, my life is so satisfied. <laughs> yeah. So what do you hope for, let's say, the next ten years? You know, what do you, what do you want? What do you want to travel more? Like, what do you hope for, me and Jordan, for Dad, for yourself? First thing, I help you just healthy first, okay? So you have the health, you you have the healthy body so you can whatever you can do so you can make you happy okay so you you can follow something if you don't have healthy you not healthy you can do nothing so that's a very important thing okay so i obviously you need to take care of yourself okay then for me and uh, definitely i want to go to some of the travel again and uh, another like uh, in uh, 10 years i really hope again that like, a family can Increasing size. <laughs> <laughs> so what if what if Jordan's uh, Jordan's the first one to have kids? Jordan, my brother right now is twenty four years yeah. old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I cannot expect you guys to get <laughs> married. Okay, but I really want you. Just I really want my family have the increase in the size, and uh, like this Christmas time, the grandma's here. So we have so like more people. So it's more like have a holiday environment, right? It's something like that, right? So that's like that. I don't know how to say it. Yeah. I'm like a, yeah, no, it's good. What were you expecting my reaction to be when I when you gave me that gift? Were you afraid of what I would say or what were you thinking? I think of maybe you said, what? Why you like do this thing? You push me something. I just I'm kind of scared, you know. But finally, I think ah, you you get accepted. Even like your brother, like the something like a giggling or something like that. <laughs> I say maybe you giggling to say, Mom, you're something so stupid to do this thing. Okay. But after that, okay, you accept it. I think you you get something like in touch you. So I feel okay. I do the right thing. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I think that a lot of the people who have read the blog post on the Her Power blog who are listening to this episode, I got a lot of feedback already from people who said things like, I'm so happy for you. (laughs) Your parents are awesome. Congratulations, Mr. and Mrs. Wayne. Thank you. I'm so. I don't think I'm awesome. Sometimes I'm just so scared about talking about little thing. Think oh, I ha- how to say that. I just say I'm just simple, you know, just like that. Yeah. Well, I think that for me, this is a it's a really great gift. And thank, so, you, thank, Lisa. You. <laughs> thank you, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you, my beautiful girl. Mm. Yeah. Love you. Love you. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. (laughs) 
Thank you for listening to Her Voice. At The Glow, we believe that her voice matters. We're redefining the dominant narrative, one voice at a time. If you have a story or struggle you want to share, head over to theglow.org. I'm here for you to listen, to guide, or just to hold space. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd love your support with a review on Apple Podcasts. Share your favorite quote on Instagram at glowvoices, and you can find me at Lisa Carmen Wang. Never forget, your voice matters.